Welcome back to another episode of Conversion Experts. In this episode, I sit down with one of our account managers, Charlie Winterhalter, where we talk about how to manage accounts and specifically how we connect our clients to our agency as a whole. Well, make sure to like and subscribe below and enjoy the episode. Hey, I'm Rodrigo. Uh, I am the operations manager here over People and Culture, and I have the privilege today to sit down with Charlie who is one of our account managers. Charlie, how are you doing today? I'm good, Rodrigo. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Good. Um, I got to tell you that this conversation is pretty special to me because I feel um, like I've been with you since the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I was actually the first person that you met uh, in the interview process and was there all the way through onboarding. And I've just uh, seen you grow uh, into just such a stellar and rock star account manager here at StrikePoint and you're, you've become such an essential part of the team. So this is really kind of special for me. It has been fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to share today. Good. Um, so maybe we can just start off uh, with the obvious, you know, like uh, help me understand what is an account manager and specifically what is an account manager here at StrikePoint? Yeah, so uh, my job as an account manager is really to be, for one, the voice of the client within all of the moving parts here at StrikePoint. Um, between our project managers, our designers, our copywriters, our developers, there's so many moving pieces that oftentimes could be um, overwhelming a little bit if you aren't familiar with the agency work, if you aren't familiar with the complexity of many of the accounts and the clients that we have. So it's crucial for someone like myself or our other account managers to really be the funnel point between those moving parts and the client. So when things are working well, why are they working well? Um, being able to analyze and really dissect marketing campaigns or certain situations and being able to relay that information back to the client in a manner that's going to allow them to understand everything from the highest level down to maybe the most granular thing um, is really in a nutshell what an account manager is doing. So yeah. I love that. And I love the fact that you start with the priority of the client. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, that you your job is to be the advocate per se, if I'm understanding you correctly, within here at StrikePoint. And I almost get the image of the fact that you have to be, you have to know each language. You have to know the language of the client, get to know them really well. You have to know the language of, of here at StrikePoint, everything we do here, and almost serve as like a translator to, to each other's needs. Yeah, 100%. It's, it definitely was something that I had to grow into those shoes myself of, you know, I'm, I'm not a media buyer. And mm -hmm. even though I have a little bit of a content and creative background, I'm, I'm not actually a designer. But being able to have that, kind of level one and maybe even level two understanding, I think as you put it, um, and being able to, like you said, translate that back to the client and be able to put it in a way that's, like I said, that's gonna allow them to understand what's working, what isn't working. If something isn't working, what are we doing in preparation to get that particular aspect back and working again? Mm. Awesome. So you're also a problem solver too. <laughs> a little bit. So walk me through here in regards to the client. Uh, uh -huh. So when you are getting to know a client, let's just say that um, whether it's, you know, you're handed an account or there's a new account that, come, that comes in, mm -hmm. and you're needing to get to know the client. What is the most important things that you have to do in order to get to know them really well so that you can service them well uh, as an account manager? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, I think some of the most crucial things at least in the forefront of an account, is understanding where does the client want to go with their business, mm -hmm. right? What is what is the client looking to accomplish? Is it simply just a revenue thing? Are they looking to, you know, fatten the wallet in their back pocket? Or are they looking to maybe generate more leads? Are they looking to build on different products that they already have within their business? So I think really understanding the high level 
of what a client wants to do down into the most granular thing. Hey, I want to see success on this particular ad platform. I want to be able to reach audiences in this particular geographic location. So everything from you know the top of the funnel down, like I said, to the most granular thing, I think is crucial to understand. And then keeping those things at the forefront of my mind as we're going through a certain processes. How does ad creation look like? What does you know, reporting look like? What are these crucial steps to success really mean to the client with their priorities in mind? I love that. I almost get the image of like, you know, it can be so easy to get lost in the weeds and lose the mm -hmm. forest for the trees. And especially as like everyone is jumping into the minutia of it, especially on our side of things. And I love the fact that it sounds like you have to be that person that is always keeping the end in mind, keeping the, the highest level things in mind, and keeping us in line mm -hmm. to make sure that we're after those targets. 100%. Yeah. It's almost like I think of myself as a, a sand sifter, really. I'm like being able to say, okay, well, we have all these moving components going on this week. How am I going to give this back to the client that they're going to allow them to really understand, okay, I, I see from a high level that, yes, all these things are working and maybe these things aren't, and this is what we're doing in preparation. So you're right. It really is a little bit of a, of a bird's eye view of the entire operation and then being able to, like I said, translate that back. I love that. So uh, here's a question for you, and ho hopefully um, let me know if this, if this is, uh, <laughs> makes sense. Stump me. How do you know if you've gotten it when it comes to the client? In other words, like you're getting to know the client, mm -hmm. you're asking them questions. How do you have a sense of whether you really, really have a good idea of who they are, what motivates them, and what is going to help you be successful in working with them? Yeah, that's a great question because, I mean, for one, here at StrikePoint, we have a lot of different types of clients um, coming from a lot of different sectors. And so it's really important to start the conversation off with new clients especially and then resurfacing the conversation with continuing clients of what are their exact goals? Is it a KPI? Is it a, like I said, is it from a business perspective? Is it something that they want to launch? Is it new audiences that they want to target? So one of the best practices that we have here at StrikePoint is our introduction or our kickoff calls as we like to start them with clients. Um, myself, a project manager, one of our marketing managers, will sync internally on, on what we think might be expected um, you know, targets or estimated kind of projections that the client will want to see, and then briefing them and really getting eye-to-eye -eye alignment on those KPIs or those targets or those revenue goals or whatever the situation might be for whatever particular type of client that we have, and then making sure that we're hitting those goals month over month. Um, I think resurfacing the conversation with existing clients too is always something that's crucial for our success here at StrikePoint. Um, being the account manager and being the funnel point between everything good and bad, it really um, is important to not only myself, but the rest of the team to make sure that we're, we're hitting those targets. And, and if we're not, why aren't we? And what are we doing to really optimize our processes to make sure that that next month is right within target? I love it. So, uh, so and just so, so that we're not playing too much uh, insider baseball here. So when you say <laughs> KPI, what does that mean? Uh, key performance indicator. Awesome. And <laughs> so when you're talking to a client, you're talking about those key performance indicators. Uh -huh. Do you have an example that comes to mind of a client that you worked with and you really, really had to nail down what that KPI was, like what, what mm -hmm. the most important thing was for them and how you, how you came about getting that? Yeah, for sure. I think um, one client in particular, we used to work with a, uh, a magazine where not only were they looking to have very low acquisition costs, another insider baseball, uh, CPA, cost per acquisition, right? So what is the ultimate 
number that we're willing to pay to acquire a purchasing customer, right? So those targets might be in line. And at StrikePoint, we might think, oh, well, if acquisition costs are low and returns are high, then we're leaving enough of a healthy margin for this account. But in actuality, that's why it's so important to align on these targets with the client, because the client might say, hey, I'm willing to pay whatever acquisition costs it takes to get the customer in the door. I'm more so worried about, or concerned for that matter, of what our month-to-month return on ad spend, or ROAS, for another baseball term for you. Um, and so anyway, with those things in mind, it's, it's really important for us to lock in and have a target in mind with these kind of performance indicators. And then again, like I said, bringing back up that conversation should their mindset change on, hey, now I'm really looking to drop my acquisition costs because I want to increase our return on ad spend for the long run. And so for these next couple of months, I'm really focused on acquisition. Or in the contrary, maybe it's a lead generation thing. They're looking to just get their ads in front of more people. And so then therefore, we're not really worried about acquisition costs, but rather we're looking at, hey, what are our lead costs? How many, how many times can we get this ad in front of people for the cheapest possible price? So. It really depends on um, which kind of account, which kind of product, but it's my job as the account manager to hone in the focus from not only my perspective, but so that the team themselves can understand what is going to determine our success in the relationship with this client. Yeah, and I love that. So it keeps going back, it's almost like you're the client whisperer, like mm-hmm. you have to really understand um, what is the internal language, of exactly. what, what success means to them. So on the flip side of that, uh, how do you communicate that? How do you translate that to the internal team so that everyone is on the same page? Yeah, we do so in a few ways. I think um, the organizations that we have internally with our tech stacks, um, for example, teamwork projects. Um, love teamwork. <laughs> we love teamwork here at StrikePoint. Um, Google Drive, just keeping simple spreadsheets, right? We're constantly having onboarding spreadsheets where we're putting in key performance indicators, background information on the products, um, whether it be through Box and with all of our creative images that we're using. Um, there's a few different ways that we really want to hone in and make sure that we're in line with those things. I love that. Um, so kind of like to back up a little bit, uh, getting to know you a little bit, uh, what drew you to work in this line of work? <laughs> it was an interesting path. Um, starting out, I was shooting photos and videos just as a freelancer. Um, I operated pretty much mostly within the music, concert, live event space. Um, as we've seen this year, it's, it's been important to adapt and kind of move in places that are going to continue to work. So um, I wanted to sharpen my tools outside of the creative spaces that I was in, Uh, tried out a few sales positions, and then started to see the stars align a few bit. Um, Moving into sales positions that were really centered around media production, Mm -hmm. I felt the kind of strings on my heartbeat pulled when it was hey, I I know the pain of what it's like to need content, to need good content, to need content that's going to resonate with someone and allow them to kind of see what I'm seeing. Um, And so the ability to sell that wasn't, I I don't want to say easy, but it wasn't difficult for me, right? I I knew the pain points of the people that I was trying to sell to because I had gone through those Mm -hmm. particular pains myself. Um, So bouncing around between media and sales positions and then coming along to StrikePoint, I was like, wow, this is just just seems like the two dots that need to align. Yeah. Moving into the agency world, it's like, hey, I'm, I have the ability to um, pitch and, and sell and really connect with someone on a relationship level, but I kind of have this like back pocket of content and media and the creative eye to see what's gonna work and what's not. That's so awesome. It's so interesting, because like even as I'm hearing you talking about that, like 
you know, I knew that about your background. I just, <laughs> I guess I'd never made that connection and how meaningful yeah. that would be in, in kind of what makes you you and how really comes down to authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact 100%. that a, a client can really see through the BS when someone's trying to be too salesy or be too... Uh, have that kind of uh, shiny veneer that has no substance behind it. Totally. Uh, and I can see how that could just make you such an authentic presence with clients. Yeah. It was, I mean, that's something that was a pet peeve of mine of going through initial sales training and this and that. It was like, who's going to buy from someone that's just, you know, doesn't know what they're talking about mm -hmm. or, or maybe saying things that are, like you said, it's too shiny and like, it just, it just didn't work. And so I felt that the only authentic way to continue to pursue this kind of sales account management was to stay within this sector of of media and content and things that I was you know truly passionate about. Mm, I love that. And so I, I think when it comes to account management, like uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, an important distinction can often be that like something like sales, like true front end sales mm -hmm. can at times feel a little transactional. In other words, you're just getting them in the door, you know, you're getting that first sale mm -hmm. and, and you know that that's over and done with. Mm -hmm. um, account management can de definitely, as you're mentioning, has those sales elements to it, but it's really about maximizing the relationship and how deep and oh. wide can, can, we, can we get this relationship uh, in that process, which I can verify that you're incredibly good at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what is important to you? Like what, what uh, defines success for you as the person that is made responsible of maximizing the relationship that we have with a client? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, my immediate mindset wants to tell me that it's 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 a little hard to answer because you're kind of putting a, a quantitative piece on a on a qualitative piece itself, right? <laughs> there's no there's no measure of success when you talk about a relationship. You know, a client can be happy and a client can be sad, but those are too binary for me personally and, and probably the rest of our account managers to base their success on. Um, so I think coming from I'll give you the sales answer and then I'll give you a, a, a relational answer. I think from a sales perspective, you know, growing a client's monthly media budget, growing a, um, you know, particular ad spend, growing something like that is definitely a more numerical value that you're going to see success with. But on the relationship level, I think the relationship itself is how you measure success, right? I'm, I have such a urge to be not only a friend and not only a, a, a coworker with some of our, or colleague for that matter, mm -hmm. with some of our clients, but continuing that, you know, sharing personal stories, really connecting with our clients on a personal level to where it's not just the work that we bond together on, you know, hey, how was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? Mm -hmm. How was your holiday weekend? How's your time off? How's your family doing, right? Like people are in today's day and age so affected by so many more things than just their work. Mm -hmm. So those things, I feel like at least in my heart, deserve just as much attention, if not maybe even a little more than the work that we're doing. You know, yeah. when we set up um, our best practice here at StrikePoint is often to set up recurring meeting schedules with our clients where we can check in on performance and creative updates and stuff like that. But I really try to take an effort to connect with our clients around those meetings and in between the lines a little bit of just, hey, Rodrigo, how was your weekend? You know, anything good, special man. going on? <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> um, you know, oh, you're a big football fan. Cool. And like, I have another bonding point over, hey, my fantasy team beat your fantasy team this mm. weekend. Mm. Well, sucks to suck. Kinda. <laughs> so it's, it's really being able to not only scale what we're doing internally with our work, yeah. but also scaling the likability and the bond yeah. and the 
relationship itself with clients. And it's incredible to think how uh, oftentimes we, we want to be so matter of fact and kind of like the bottom line on things. And that's absolutely important. Mm -hmm. But what ends up keeping someone around and really giving them uh, the trust to, to grow with us mm -hmm. is that relational aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting you bring it, things up in that context of relationships because like, like in any relationships, like if you've been at it for a little while and you haven't had conflict, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, you know? exactly. um, And so based on that, like tell me a little bit about uh, some curveballs that you've experienced. In other words, like you're working with a client and things just go south and you mm -hmm. have a major problem and what you had to do with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great question because it, it does happen. No one is perfect from time to time. Um, there have been, I think... And it's not something frequent. I think when you're, like we mentioned earlier, when you're setting KPIs and you're, you're aligning on KPIs, I'm sorry for that matter, and, and you're making an effort to hit the mark, I think a client, a, a responsible client for that matter, should see that and understand the effort. But like you said, there are definitely curveballs and people definitely make mistakes. Um, as the account manager, fortunately, or unfortunately, I guess how you're looking at it, it is my job to be the funnel point between everything good and bad. So when curveballs do happen, it's it's my job to say, okay, we either made a mistake internally, something happened externally that I was out of our control, but what are we doing proactively mm. or maybe even sometimes reactively with proactive efforts to make sure that it doesn't happen again? And I think that that is the biggest point where maybe a piece of copy went out without really getting enough of, a, of a, an internal scope on it to make sure that it was really in line with the client's messaging. Or maybe the client has a pet peeve about something that they really, really just, you know, get their knickers tied in a knot about and it's something that we let happen the first time. And so I think to answer your question in short, like we create do's and don'ts lists for clients, mm -hmm. right? Let's say we put out a piece of Facebook ad copy, client wasn't happy with it. It was maybe it was talking about their product in a way that isn't exactly to their liking. The first thing that I'm doing is, hey team, how do we prevent this from happening again? You know, first things first, I'll follow back on myself. Hey, hey client, this was 100% my fault. This was, you know, I was the last piece of eyes on this before it went out off the desk to you. Um, you know, I'm never one to dodge responsibility. It's a learning lesson, but it's, hey, no one's perfect. So how are we learning from this mistake? Yeah. Everyone's gonna make mistakes. The key to failure is learning from it, right? Yeah. How are we going to improve from this and yeah. really refine and optimize what we're going to do moving forward? Um, so things like, Do's and don'ts list. Yeah, things like that. checking in. I love that. You know, it's interesting. Is like if you if you were to you know line up a bunch of clients that have worked with a company um, for a long period of time, inevitably, uh, what, what oftentimes will come up is that the things that really solidified those uh, relationships weren't necessarily the hundred percent success, but it's like how they handled oh, you know a problem or something not going the way they thought, and it, those are the things that really cement uh, the relationship. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so you've obviously worked, you mentioned you worked in a couple of different, you know, um, companies, different types of verticals and stuff. Mm -hmm. What makes Darkwood different? You know, what makes us, what sets us apart from other companies that you've worked for? Great question. Um, I think for one, leadership, right? Every good, every good ship needs a captain, right? We're not going to be anywhere without the leaders that we have and kind of the vision that they have. I think some of the companies that I've worked for, Maybe they had a great product, maybe they had a great service, but the leadership was great and it, was, it, was, it wasn't bad, but it was the vision and the direction that they were taking the company and maybe it wasn't the most efficient. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that we really focus on here at StrikePoint is, is our leaders are, are able to see the markets and the sectors and, and the industries that we work in and really optimize our processes in that sense. Um, I think the other thing too is our hustle. 
We are 40, what are we, 43, 44 people? 44. 44, that's crazy. 44 people that stick their nose in the book and grind. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, that's obviously a work and a life balance is, is definitely important to keep in mind too, but it's people, people are just good at what they do here mm -hmm. and it's inspiring. I'm able to look around, I'm not a project manager, I'm not a media buyer, I'm not a copywriter. I'm able to look around and be like, wow, that he did such a good job on that. That inspires me to kill it that much harder in my own yeah. position. Um, and so, I don't know, I think camaraderie, and right? Was, I love that. I'm able to turn around and ask a question and depend on someone and, and the chemistry is just, it's just rich. Feels good to be here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting you bring up inspiration because uh -huh. uh, if there's anything that I've enjoyed working with you is, you know, every day come in, uh, whether it's the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, or the end of the day, you always got a smile on your face. <laughs> You're always excited. You have this like, you know, endless amount of energy yeah. doing what you do. So where does all that inspiration come from? How do you stay motivated and inspired uh, to do what you do? Yeah, I think, um, where does it come from? That's a great question. Um, I think just given like my background, I'm, I'm inspired in many ways, like from an artistic kind of creative point of view, I see that from a, a sales and a business kind of perspective, I get inspired that way. Um, I honestly don't think I could pinpoint one thing of inspiration. I think for one, teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to see the team succeed inspires me to do well, almost from like an accountability standpoint of like, hey, I need to be bringing this to the table just as much as everyone else. Um, honestly, I think, the success of like those around me is, mm. is the only really kind of yeah. nutshell answer that I could give. Um, seeing people at StrikePoint succeed inspires me. Seeing um, fellow photographers, videographers, and you know, previous coworkers inspires me. Um, waking up in the morning just with mm. a smile on my face, <laughs> I think is the easiest way to inspire yeah. myself. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of where I'm drawing it from. I love that. I love the fact that so quickly your answer turned to other people, because mm. uh, I can definitely attest to that in the sense that yeah. you, uh, you're such a team player and you make all those around you better. And that is what makes a team successful, which in turn is what makes our clients successful. Totally. So, anyway, Charlie, it's been awesome talking to you today. Thank you and much. Hi, keep up the good work, man. <laughs> Thank you, Rodrigo. <laughs>